0: In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore b and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here to look ahead to Wednesday. Wednesday, man, all over the shop. Up to Friday in the NBA. That's what we're looking at. Let's look ahead right now. First game, Celtics-Nets. This is a back-to-back for Boston, so we don't expect Kemba Walker to play. Jalen Brown didn't play on Thursday. So we could be without Kemba and Jalen. So Marcus Smart's going to be a really huge offensive focus, focal point. He's going to be point guard majority of the time. Maybe Peyton Pritchard gets some minutes. But Ivan Fournier will remain sidelined as well. So Smart's going to have a pretty big role to play here for Boston. So I'm really intrigued. He's been upping his production of late anyway, even with a fully-strength lineup. This is a big opportunity for him. While Tristan Thompson will get another start, most likely, with Robert Williams almost definitely out in this one. So Thompson providing some decent enough numbers as a fill-in center. For the Nets, Kevin Durant could return. What that means for Bruce Brown is one of the things that I want to pay attention to. Do they start Brown? Do they start Shamit in this scenario? We know Harden's going to be up, but what does Bruce Brown's numbers look like if Durant returns? And then what does it mean for DeAndre Jordan? Will they start Jordan? Will they start Jeff Green at center? Will they start Blake Griffin at center? Will Jordan even be in the rotation? Even though Nick Claxton's out, that's no guarantee that Jordan plays good minutes. But let's see if we can find any sort of predictability in what he is able to do, which it's been really tough to, be, to do throughout this season. Next game we've got is the Heat and the Hawks. Victor Oladipo will be out. Kendrick Nunn's getting the good minutes, but the production's been a little bit down in the games where most people have been healthy. So can Nunn maintain 12-team league status? I think he can, but I'd like to see what he does in this one. While Tyler Hero was very strong in the last game for Miami, I don't have full faith that Hero is going to be able to compete at that level. He shot the ball extremely well. Um, if it's a 24-minute-a-night roll, I'm not really certain, yeah, that's going to be must roster, but let's see what he provides for the Hawks. We know that Trey Young is out. I think Young's going to miss you know, the majority of the rest of the regular season. Yeah, Woj claiming that yeah you know, they'll just wait till the swelling goes down. That's not what a grade two sprain is, my guy. I think that's going to take a little bit longer. Anyway, I think Goodwin's the guy that's going to start and play 30 plus minutes. We literally saw this last week. Young missed two games. Goodwin played 37 minutes in each of those, and Williams played like 25 and 29. Goodwin can—he can't shoot very well, but he can score okay, and he's a good passer. He has some value. Well, Lou Williams, we know, he's going to get some assists. He'll score a bit. He'll hit some threes. He'll get some free throws. I think they're both sort of fringy-type options, but let's see how the minutes break down. I would be stunned—I'd be stunned if the Hawks started Lou Williams over Brandon Goodwin in this one. The Clippers and the Rockets, Terrence Mann— will likely get another start in place of Kobe uh, Kobe White. I'm reading something else here. In place of Kawhi Leonard, man with everyone healthy like Reggie Jackson, Paul George returning, isn't really the hugest fantasy option. There'll still be no Beverly, no Leonard, and Noah Barker, but Paul George and Reggie Jackson come back, push man to be more of a deeper league guy. Well, Zubats gets another start. Hopefully he gets 28 to 30 minutes again as the center and puts up yeah, pretty, pretty solid numbers. For the Rockets, Daniel House Jr. looks like he's returning. Sterling Browning and, and Kevin, cousin Kev, Kevin Porter remain out. But do they put House straight back into the starting lineup? Do they start him at the two, keeping Kelly Olenek at the four? Do they put House back at the three and Tate at the four and Olenek off the bench with Amani Brooks at the two? There are some decisions that are going to impact the value of House, who I don't believe is a 12 team league guy anyway, uh, and then impact perhaps the value of Kelly Olenek. I'm not dropping Olenek, but I want to see how that rotation shakes out with the potential and likely return of Daniel House. The Cavs. Isaiah Hartenstein continues to put up pretty solid numbers in limited minutes. Torian Prince is out for the season. Does that mean we get more Larry Nance playing at the three? Clearing up more minutes for Isaiah Hartenstein or Dean Wade to play at the three, which always seems like a horrendous idea. But Hartenstein is a guy that even in 14-team leagues, in 18 minutes, he has value. Well, what does it mean for Nance? whose value has been all over the place. He doesn't look like a must-roster player at this point. But maybe that Prince injury does help him just eke a couple of extra minutes out to maintain 12-team league value. For the Hornets, they started Vernon Carey, which I did not think they would play him a single second. Remember, last game they started him, played him three minutes, and then never played him again. They went back to starting him on Thursday. What does that mean for him in this game? Will they start him again? Will they play him again? Does he have value? I doubt it, but I'd like to see what happens. And then Devontae Graham, who has not been anywhere near his best. Now, I'm not sure his best is all that good. But I also know that he can play better than he's played this season. So let's cast some sort of eye over Devontae Graham. The Wizards and the Thunder. Of course, Denny Avdia is out for the season. I expect they go back to starting Hal Neto. Rui Hachimura is also out. So you'll get Neto and Bertan starting. Neto had a really strong game last time. And he can be a stream option for Friday. I don't think he's anywhere close to a must-roster player. But the opportunity is clearly there for him. And we also want to watch Daniel Gafford, who played 24 minutes last game and put up huge numbers. Now, Scott Brooks could go back and just dick us real hard and play him 16 minutes and limit the upside completely. But I don't think you can leave Gafford on the waiver wire, assuming Brooks will do the wrong thing, which he will almost definitely. But there is still a small chance that we get 20-plus minutes of Daniel Gafford. For the Thunder... Moses Brown, the C part, he double-doubled last game, but only 16 minutes. The minutes have been way down for him, and now Pokyshevsky's back. That's going to mean we get those, perhaps Pokyshevsky minutes at center, unlikely. But if Roby plays, it pushes Roby more to center as well. I don't think Brown is anything more than a streamer, but good value for him on Friday. And then five games next week gives him value. And then Darius Baisley, who's getting a ton of shots, good minutes. They're not really going in at a huge rate, but the scoring volume is there. We don't know whether... Uh, Lou Dort is going to play. And if Dort is out, that helps Basley significantly because it does give him a ton more shots. And if Dort plays, I imagine Basley's numbers do drop off a little bit. For the Grizzlies and the Blazers, it's the second game for Jaron Jackson Jr. The Spectre looked pretty good in his first game in limited minutes. I expect the minutes to be pretty limited here as well as he comes off the bench, and I don't expect him to put up that sort of line that he did in the last game, but we want to watch how he looks. Valentunas remains out, so the cashier Xavier Tillman probably starts at center once more. That does help Jackson because it means he gets more center minutes. Dylan Brooksie Brooks was dreadful last game. He has been playing better of late until that last game, but it's really hard to trust what he can do on a nightly basis. Not a bad streamer for points leagues because of his volume, but that field goal percentage has been pretty rough to deal with in category leagues. For the Blazers, Rob Covington has been underwhelming over the last week or so. Better last game with Lillard back, and I think we still have to hold him, but it's obviously frustrating. Well, Yusuf Nurkic, we saw the minutes push way up, which is super encouraging. I just would have loved him to block a shot or hit some shots, which has been a struggle for him this season. Let's hope that that all can come together because the rebounds have been solid. The assists have been good. The minutes are pushing up. He's been putting up okay numbers. It just hasn't all come together in one game, and I'd like to see that happen here. Nuggets and Warriors... Faku Kampato should get another start here with Monty Morris out. Campazzo's last two games have been solid enough to be a 12 team league player, while PJ Doja has that 14 to 16 team league value. His minutes are up, his percentages are shit, but he can provide some boards, he can get some defensive stats, and occasionally he can throw in a good scoring performance. So he's always a name to watch. While for the Warriors, Juan Toscano Anderson has been upgraded from out to questionable with a concussion. He will likely slide in as a backup behind Kavon Looney, so deeper leagues will want to pay attention there. While Kent Bazemore rattled off six steals in the last game. Huge night from Bazemore. And with Damian Lee now in the COVID protocols for the next 10 to 14 days, Bazemore and Ubre are both going to be able to push 30-plus a night relatively comfortably. So Bazemore does have value as a 12-team league option. Streamers, we're looking at Bazemore, Hal Neto, Xavier Tillman, Farku Campazzo, and Tony Bradley as options who are available in a ton of 12-team leagues. Well, for points leagues, Marcus Morris Sr., Darius Baisley, Kent Basemore, Ivica Zubats, and Alexei Pokyshevsky. Guys, that will do it for me. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While well, on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up, and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.